Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to James Carey, president of Carey Brothers Remodeling in Brentwood, California. James is going to share why a remodeling business owner got involved in the media business and how it transformed their remodeling business. You excited? So am I. Let's get started. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. You know, marketing is so expansive these days, I can't even really address it because it's changed so much over the years. There's so many channels, so many outlets, and just the internet alone has introduced probably 65,000 different things you could do. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it changes so fast. I, I can't keep up, thank God. I've got you and the rest of the marketing team here handling a lot of that stuff. So you know, today we're getting to talk to a, a remodeling company owner who's really taken his marketing efforts to a, an amazing level um, with some unique outreaches. Um, you know, it's funny because um, literally two weeks ago I was speaking with a remodeler and I rec- he was talking about he wanted to start doing video, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, oh, that's great. And, you know, great outlet, great thing. But, you know, you might want to look into podcasting because it's just skyrocketing in just the last few months. It's been exponentially growing. And he told me that's the stupidest idea <laughs> because why would he want to do something that's like a national thing because he's just a local remodeling guy. Mm-hmm. So I w- cannot wait. To hear what James has to say about that. Yeah, no kidding. You know, so he's got the Carey Brothers on the house. He's got all sorts of of media outlets. And, you know, he's been around in the industry. He's well known in the industry. It's going to be cool. So let's dive into it. So today our guest is James Carey. As Mark said, he's president of Carey Brothers Remodeling in Brentwood, California. He's the co-host of the nationally syndicated radio program on the house with the Carey Brothers, which he produces with his brother Morris. Um, Plus they do a podcast directed at the professional remodeler, which is called Carrie Bros Pros. James and his brother Morris have been tops in the industry in terms of how they use media, and we're excited to learn more about that. Welcome to the show, James. Wonderful to be with you, Victoria. Mark, nice to see you again, Victoria. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to be on this. So, okay, we've both been in the industry a while. When did you start? How did you get involved with, especially with your brother in the remodeling industry? Well, my brother went to work for our uncle and our cousins. Um, mom was one of four children, and there were three girls and one boy. And our grandfather was a boat builder turned contractor who came from Italy uh, at the turn of the century began building boats with his brother, and then worked into residential construction. Our uncle continued the business with his sons, and in 1976, my brother went to work for our uncle and cousins as a laborer and a dish digger. Talk about a family business, holy moly. It wasn't long after that that my brother decided, well... He really liked that, and so he started doing some stuff on his own. I should say that I joined my brother after college in 1981, and uh, we worked. I thought, well, this is going to be great. Uh, I'll do estimating, and 
I'll do something uh, of importance, if you will, behind a desk. And so I arrived at work on my first day in January of 1981. And I said, where's my desk? And he opened the door to the shop and, and pointed to the, the tools. And he said, there you go. <laughs> uh, go out and pick up a half a dozen power pole, 10 power poles and uh, dig holes and put them in <laughs> the project that we're doing. So that was 81. And it was about, I think, uh, mid 81, actually, where things dried up. Uh, we continued completing the projects that were on the books through 81. And then 82, uh, it was very quiet. And we began remodeling. Okay. It was great with the pencil. And uh, so he designed everything. And I did estimate and together then we would install and we had a couple of guys working for us, uh, working for him. Really, it was we were working for him. And it wasn't until January of 1984 that Carey Brothers Remodeling was born. And the rest, as they say, is history. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you have then built the business and you're growing the business as, as most remodeling company owners do. How did you get into using the media? How did you start down that path? Uh, I always had an interest in entertainment. My brother says, my brother, who was the oldest of four children in our family, two boys, two girls, he's 12 years older. Uh, he always maintains that I should do less talking and more listening, but I do like to talk. (laughs) I had an idea that we needed to extend ourselves to the community to demonstrate why it was a good decision to choose us rather than someone else who was giving them a bid that was 50% what our bid was. So I, I felt that we weren't on a level playing field because there were a lot of guys who had a pickup and a dog Uh, like now and no insurance and, you know, Mm -hmm. no legitimate operating costs. So the contractor state license board in the state of California had a program called operation outreach. And it wasn't long before uh, this was 1986. Wasn't long before that we had become members of NARI. As a matter of Ah. fact, we brought the first, chartered chapter of NARI to California. Wow. And I chapter president in 1986. So <laughs> uh, we reached out to NARI. We reached out to the Better Business Bureau. We reached out to um, local media to promote this. And of course, the Contractor State License Board. And we had standing room only. We had over 400 people for this little Operation Outreach, uh, How to Hire a Contractor. Oh, wow. And you can know that if you look back over your shoulder, it's been when remodeling began to be popular Mm -hmm. uh, in 1985, 86. So uh, we did this, and I learned the power of the media. I contacted a local radio station. I said, you've got the garden show, you've got the medical show, you've got the real estate show, you've got the cooking show, you've got the finance show. You don't have a show on home improvement. and I want to do a show on home improvement. Long story short, I had more door slammed in my face than <laughs> you at. Finally got a CBS uh, owned and operated 50,000 watt flamethrower in San Francisco to agree to put us on. He said, we'll give it a shot. 
uh, three, four, five times. If we like it, we'll give you a standard 52-week CBS talent contract. If we don't, we will shake hands and part friends. Deal, deal. And that was 32 uh, years ago. Wow. So, okay, so you started your radio program. Obviously, it was successful. And now, just to jump forward for a minute before we go back again, you're syndicated. How, yeah. What is the reach of your radio program now? That, that was a, a syndicating was a tough undertaking. Uh, it's, it's almost impossible today, but we decided that we wanted to grow the program beyond the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area. And so we created our own syndication company and uh, had an individual full-time who would go out, as we still do, and interface with program directors, general sales managers of radio stations all across the country and engage them to take our program. And uh, the program now, between the long-form program, which is three hours live on Saturday, and the daily tip, which is a one-minute vignette that airs uh, six days a week, is covered on 200 and some odd affiliates. Uh, I think about 160 for the weekend program and about 80 affiliates uh, for the tip of the day. So that, that it's a living, breathing business and it employs a lot of different people and in a lot of different ways that do everything from engineering to editing, to voice work, to, uh, Uh, the online components. um, It's just amazing. Well, what possessed you? Why did you want to go beyond your market area? What was the goal? The goal was money. The goal was... (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Simply, the goal was money. It It was a business opportunity. It was a business opportunity. And so we felt that the more ears we had, the more valuable it would be, and we could attract Uh, more and better sponsors. And we've had a who's who of sponsors throughout the years. There's not a a brand in uh, home improvement, the home improvement category that you can mention that we haven't had some kind of a relationship with over the years. So it was, uh, it was wonderful. Uh, And I think that led to television and television led, we did local television, then we did national television, uh, network television. Then we did uh, a book and then we did another book and then another book and then magazines. And lo and behold, I had the funny story and I'll make it quick. The first outreach I did was to the local newspaper in our area. And I said, I want to write a column. And the guy said, you know, no room. We just don't have room in the newspaper and, you know, no, no room, no budget. And I wrote stuff and I, I wrote, you know, questions and I answered them and I sent them to him and I, no, no, no. So finally the phone rang one day and it was the newspaper editor from our little market area. And he said, are you still interested in writing a column? I said, yes, why? He said, well, because I heard your radio program. I really like it. And if uh, you'd like to send me some more examples, maybe we can do this. Well, I sent him more examples. He bought the column and I said, well, hell, we're doing this uh, here. Why not write it once and and have more readers? So I called the uh, San Francisco newspaper and they bought it. And I called the Sacramento paper and they bought it. 
and I called the uh, Los Angeles Times. <laughs> they bought it. So I self-syndicated to five newspapers. We had several million readers. And one day I reached out to the Associated Press in New York and I said, we want to be your home improvement editors. It took 18 months of negotiations and back and forth. They assigned us a, a project manager. They assigned us an editor. They assigned us an illustrator. And we had a weekly column with the Associated Press news features until eight, 18 years, for 18 years until they uh, uh, disbanded. Wow, that is quite the history. So, yeah. so James, so with all that, I mean, that sounds like a lot of work. So what was happening with the remodeling company at that time? Was- well, the, the remodeling company was a family operation. So my brother, myself, my sister-in-law, my nephew, and of course, a team of wonderful people. And we had really automated we really were able to do three, four, five million dollars in volume in the remodeling company with a, a, a great staff. And my brother and I were able to do, I, I, the truth is this, I went off into the media company and I ran that and my brother ran the remodeling company. Okay. And so I left the, the for, for all intents and purposes, I left the remodeling company in 1998. And, uh, and he continued to manage that. And so I, we divided and we conquered. Now, I was involved in the, the remodeling company to the extent that he needed me, which wasn't very much. And he was involved in the media company to the extent that I needed him, which was a pretty much, you know, on camera, uh, behind the mic, and that's personal appearances, trade shows, that sort of thing. But essentially, I had a, he had his staff, and I had my staff, and uh, it's just it's just been a wonderful. It's as the movie uh, says, it's been a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> so you said um, originally money was the big motivation for expanding and growing and growing. But I have to believe and think that promoting the remodeling business was at least part of the equation. Well, I think that's an excellent point, Mark, and that's that's very true. I think that the original motivation, as I stated, was to set ourselves apart and to tell the story of the professional remodeler and how the professional remodeler differs from someone who doesn't have that value system or isn't equipped to do business professionally. Not because they're bad, but just because they're different. So I, I, at the end of the day, I wanted the homeowner to have the tools they needed to be able to make an informed buying decision. And I felt if we could do that, that we would level the playing field and that we would have a better opportunity of capturing more business. Well, it worked. Secondly, I felt that if we could position ourselves as experts in our community and take advantage of the local promotion, that our phone would ring and that we would have a better chance of closing business. That also was true. But that's a double-edged sword. Some people perceive that you're too busy or that you're too mm-hmm. engaged in uh, as a media star or that you may be too expensive. Mm-hmm. So you have to overcome that. You have to demonstrate to them that you still are very much entrenched and touched with what you're doing and that the media work 
is really a value to them to the extent that it kept us very sharp at trade shows on the cutting edge of products and technology. And so, yes, I think the short answer is yes, the media work was a way of building the remodeling business. And to some extent, even though things have changed quite drastically uh, in the media business, and we can discuss that, how those have changed, um, it's still, I believe that it still serves to be a benefit. So when you talked about going back to the money aspect, the money was coming from, I would assume, and correct me, Make more from sponsors and those types of companies oh, than yeah. from the selling of the the syndication oh, yeah. and so on and As so a forth. Matter of fact, there's no exchange of money in the in the radio syndication business. Oh, okay. In, in the barter model, it's a barter model. Um, if you're a, a big, big, big boy like Rush Limbaugh, who was the hottest thing in radio when we began uh, early on, we be- began our careers you can charge radio stations to air your program. Mm. It's like fine restaurants. You've heard the story. If you're a uh, server in a fine restaurant, you pay to be a server there. Uh, it's You just don't work for, you don't get a wage in tips. Uh, you pay at a fine restaurant to be a server, or it used to be that way at really fine restaurants. The same is true in radio. Uh, if you're a hot property you can require uh, a licensing agreement where the radio station or the or the ownership group will pay to air your program on their stations. That's not true of mainstream radio, and it is especially not true today with the media environment. So the flip side of the coin is you pay the local radio station for airtime where, you know, they will, uh, they'll take a check from you and they'll give you a block of time. The model in that many of us in national radio use is called barter. Mm-hmm. And that means that we will upfront all of the costs associated with the production of a program, uh, and there are many, and we will deliver that turnkey program to the affiliate via satellite, and that means buying satellite time or what have you, all they need to do is turn their satellite to the appropriate channel on on Saturday morning to receive the program, and they're done. The benefit to them is they get good programming, and they get something that their local salespeople can sell to paint stores, flooring stores, yeah. siding, window companies, landscape companies, fencing companies, uh, and more and more. So they use it as an opportunity to build business on the local level. It's the great American dream. Uh, <laughs> you know. uh, so that's how the, the uh, barter model works. And there's never been an exchange of cash. The income in the media business comes from sponsor relationships. So you had built up the radio program. You dabbled in a few other things, right? You had a TV program. and, and yeah. so t- We did television for CBS News in New York called CBS News Saturday Morning, which is the Saturday morning version of the show that Jane Pauley does now. And we did that at West, West 57th Street. We also worked for a couple of years uh, with the... Uh, 
uh, family channel at Universal Studios in Hollywood doing a show with Christina Ferrari and at that time Chuck Woolery called Home and Family. It came back 20 years later, about oh four five years uh, ago. And we were asked to uh, again be involved and we were, but we found that in this iteration, we just couldn't travel to LA every other week as we had been doing 25 years prior. Uh, and that show was again co-hosted by Christina Ferrari and uh, a couple of different hosts and we just enjoyed the heck out of it. It was wonderful. So while that was fun and you enjoyed it, you just felt that it, with the investment you had to make in that, it wasn't really worth it for the return. Yeah, we, well, media has changed. So, you know, we just completed a, a 111 year old historic renovation in our community. Uh, uh, from uh, planning through entitlement, through construction, it took the better part of a year and a half. We videotaped all of that and edited it, and then we aired it on local Bay Area television. Uh, look, we're having this wonderful discussion through the magic of video and audio and something called podcasting. Uh, media has evolved. It's changed. It's become accessible. So having this this radio syndication is wonderful and it's still exciting, but it, it is not as uncommon and, and it is not a media that is as inaccessible as it once was because of the beauty of podcasting and, and uh, YouTube and social media, which have all when we began our radio careers, the, the internet didn't exist. You know? <laughs> and truly, there, there was no internet. So, you know, it was 1980, yeah. January of 1987. The internet didn't roll around for us until about 95. Mm-hmm. So if do, do you feel that it is still as worthwhile of a tool to promote the remodeling business as it used to be? Because accessibility also means a lot more competition on those channels. I think that it would be, I, I, I am of the opinion that I would not attempt a radio program because the paradigm has shifted so drastically. Uh, that's number one. You're rolling a rock uphill. Okay. Um, at the same time, I would say do podcasting. I would say do YouTube. I would say do social media. Mm -hmm. I would say integrate cause-related marketing in your community and Mm -hmm. do some wonderful things for veterans and for the disabled and uh, generate visibility for your firm in that way to demonstrate that you're putting something back on the shelf. We have always done that. and that you could create a media empire that, I mean, and truly, uh, Victoria, Mark, I will tell you, there are people that do what you do, that is, with your podcast and with your reach, that easily, easily can exceed exponentially what we enjoy through national syndication on radio mm-hmm. and on television. Some of these kids even with their YouTube channels have hundreds of thousands of, of uh, viewers and uh, millions even. So these mommy bloggers, as you know, 
their reach is unbelievable. So we uh, have seen quite a shift. And so my advice would be take advantage of these wonderful resources that are available. The investment is modest compared to the investment that we had to make. Oh, I bet. Both in terms of human resources and in equipment to do what we do and to maintain it. Um, and uh, I think you'll, you'll, if you, unless you want to do a media career, but if you're looking to supplement your remodeling business, that's a wonderful way to do it. James, that's great. Thank you so much. I only have one more question for you. Are you ready for the lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? I think my favorite business book was, uh, there are two, uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That really speaks to relationships, personal, interpersonal relationships and business relationships. And I think that's, that's important. Uh, Rick Warren, The Purpose Driven Life, might not be considered a business book, but I think it's a book on life. And I think in business, you have to have uh, an essential value system. I think, especially for those of us in the remodeling business where you can tear your hair out, you have to have a higher power to turn to. And, uh, and so I do that. Faith is, is a big part. And so it's not a business book, but The Purpose Driven Life, those yeah. are essentials. Great. If you weren't a remodeler and media star, what do you think you'd be doing? I probably, uh, and thank you for referring to me as a media star. <laughs> my, my vanity left that. Um, if I weren't doing remodeling or doing media, I think that I would probably be a an accountant. <laughs> Come on. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. What are you not very good at? I'm not very good at sports. Uh, I can multitask, but I tend to be a procrastinator. Um, there are there are lots of things I'm very good at. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean first? I would say I clean my car first. Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? And if so, who? Just the guy that I look at in the mirror. <laughs> How old is the oldest pair of shoes you own? I'd say 20 years old. Wow. Hang on to stuff. Great. You know, James, it's really been a lot of fun. I appreciate you sharing your experiences with us because you've really done so many amazing things. And again, how fun it is to have been able to work with your brother in growing this reputation. Um, yeah. So we very much appreciate you being here. Thank you. And, you know, remodeling is is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, it's true. Uh, business mm-hmm. and not a bowl of cherries just because you have a media business it's very tough and I have my brother and I have tremendous respect for our peers who do it and do it well no kidding and, uh, we're grateful for that here here now before we let you go though I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listeners be breathe think react and enjoy. And why are those your words of wisdom? Well, 
Uh, first word is be, and that is just be. Sometimes we're human doings instead of human beings. Mm. And so just be and uh, pull yourself away from all of the distractions and allow yourself to just uh, pull from inside to understand which direction your compass needs to go and breathe. My sister-in-law constantly reminds me, she's our senior designer, James, just breathe. You're not breathing. So there's a lot to be said for breathing and uh, taking care of your body, which uh, breathing will take care of your mind um, and allow you to accomplish all the things you want to accomplish. Uh, think. Uh, think before you act. And sometimes sleep on it. Sometimes if you have a customer that's being difficult, uh, get it onto, uh, well, I'd say get it onto paper. Now you type it into a, uh, an email or something and then throw the email away, get all the anger out. And we do that. So think, think it through, uh, then react and find ways to navigate through whatever the challenge of the day may be. And there are many, whether it's money, whether it's sales, whether it's employees, whether it's customers, Whatever it is, we have so many challenges in our lives as, as entrepreneurs and as remodelers. I think that I picked one of the single most difficult ways to make a living, truly. Mm. Remodeling is not for the faint of heart. Right. And we deserve whatever it is that we can make at the, at the bottom line. So react. And then finally, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Find your, and the, and, the, and the word in that word is joy. Find your joy, whatever your joy may be. The media for the Carey brothers now is for joy. Is it a business? Yes. Uh, do we want to make a profit? Yes. But we don't go into that studio Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. Pacific every, um, every week because we're looking for the register to ring. That's important because we're capitalists and entrepreneurs, but it's not what motivates us today. It's the joy that we feel interfacing with people all across the country who need us and look forward to interfacing with us. So enjoy. Thank you. And we can certainly tell that you enjoy what you do for a living. It's coming through loud and clear. If people want to learn more about you and your brother and the Carey brothers, where would they go? How do they learn more? Well, you can go to the, your local post office and look up on the wall and look for the uh, FBI most. Well, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you uh, go to go to onthehouse.com. That's the consumer uh, rate, uh, media enterprise. Carrie Bros Pros, C A R E Y Bros Pros.com is the uh, pro outlet. And then uh, CarrieBros.com is the remodeling company. Ah, all right. That's great. great. And I'll put those in the show notes, too, for people to find. So I'm delighted that you were able to join us. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope uh, we'll see one another run across. Our, our paths will cross again in the very near future. We think that the work that Remodelers Advantage is doing and uh, what you've created in your media business is wonderful. We're thank pleased you. to be a part of it. We thank you for your hard work and we wish you nothing but the best. And thank you for this opportunity. Thank Thanks, you very James. much, James. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, it was It was really interesting to see, to appreciate 
I mean, in the 80s, trying to do right. that. I mean, like today, you can just kind of wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? Let's start a podcast. Yeah, like we did. Yeah. Go to Amazon, buy like three pieces of equipment. Yep. Create an account. You're ready. Yeah. Uh, but back <gasps> then, it was work. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Well, so, kudos yeah. to them for getting what they got. Yeah. And, and they did a lot with it. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree a hundred percent with what he was saying. I thought for a second he was going to go down and say, "Don't do any of this stuff," mm -hmm. but he said, "Just don't do radio because that would be pushing a rock uphill." In which I agree completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's definitely going to be a hard road to take today. But podcasting and YouTube channels and stuff—that's a blink of an eye. You can mm -hmm. do that, mm -hmm. and you can really get it going. Or even blog posts too. Right? And, and like you mentioned, you know, it's my 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 kids nine and ten. They they. They watch YouTube. They're they're all about YouTubers. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, like kids nowadays, one of the shows my son listens to is or watches is uh, was Dan TDM. And the guy makes like one and a half, two million dollars a month. What does he talk about? He just plays video games and stuff. It's so funny. But oh my it, it just goes to show sakes. that you can get reach. I mean, for number one is to me, I would think do something like this to promote your business right, and get your right. business out there. But Definitely a secondary. Well, for for James, it was a primary, but for a secondary benefit, you might make it could be an extra revenue stream for you mm -hmm. if you start getting there. But it's definitely an opportunity that should be explored. Def yep, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think it was very cool that while they were building this media company, they stayed partners in both the remodeling and the media and did use it as a primary mechanism to spread the word about Carey Brothers remodeling. Yeah, it's yeah. it fascinating. Enjoyed it very much. Yep, it was good. So we need to have, you know, we should probably get his uh, brother, Morris. Um, Morris, on on Tim's show, oh, the Tim Fowler show. Perfect. I, I assume all our listeners are listening to the Tim Fowler show, too. I if you're not, so. you need to get on that one because that's a production podcast. Yep. And somebody just told us that we were obsessed. They were obsessed with the Tim Fowler show. So yeah. they'll get to listen to Morris. So we, yeah, we should definitely get Morris on there because... Yeah. He said he's got more in his little finger than most people got. <laughs> right. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's set that up. All right. That sounds good. All right. Good stuff. Well, this has been great. Another one in the can. We're mm -hmm. going to see you next week. You betcha. All right. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.